right, another episode here of Whiskey Throttle Radio. On this show, we have Privateer Hero Jerry Robin on to talk about his season so far, roughing it in his van, working on his own bikes, just living Privateer life, and putting um, some top 20 results in on a stacked 250 class, so no joke there. And we also talk a little bit about him racing that old vintage 1985 CR250 down uh, in in his amateur days. So a lot of good stories there with Jerry. Also on the show is uh, Florida boy Tristan Lane, who just got sixth overall in the 450 class at the Gopher Dunes, racing some Canadian Nationals. He talks to him about that and also scoring his first ever national points at Southwick um, with a 15th in one of the motos. So uh, a lot of good things there with Tristan. As always, huge thanks to our sponsor, Blood Lubricants, makers of high-quality racing oil, degreaser, chain lube. They have it all. And uh, they've been a big supporter of this show for about a year now, and they want to help you guys out as well. So make sure you use the promo code WHISKEY for 25% off bloodlubricants.com. As always, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram. Please subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. All right, let's get into it. privateer out of minnesota it's jerry robin what's up man how's it going uh good man how about yourself i'm doing good dude uh can't complain but uh thank you so much for coming on yeah no problem thanks for having me i am sure you are stoked to have a weekend off this weekend um yes and no i don't know i kind of like racing weekend like week out just because like you kind of get in a groove Mm -hmm. but uh i mean florida southwick redbud they're all like pretty gnarly races so in a way, it's nice to fully recover and get ready for Millville, but um, it has its ups, ups and downs. Yeah, I guess um, you know, like you have you've been putting in some good results over the last couple of rounds. It, it kind of stops your momentum, I would think. Uh, yeah. I mean, during the week, like uh, me and Chris Craig are riding together this week and next week. So in a way, it's uh, it's pretty easy to kind of stay at the speed. Mm-hmm. Uh, me and him always push each other pretty hard. So it's uh, we got a good thing going. I think Nova's going to be good for the both of us. I got you. I got you. Uh, well, let's talk about Redbud. Uh, Sixteen thirty-seven, really good first moto. But uh, what happened in the second one? Um, honestly, I I can I hit my nuts on the gas cap pretty hard. I like landed in a hole, and it like completely stopped me, and I wasn't like expecting that. And yeah, just kind of mm-hmm. slammed them, and I was. I mean, I was like tearing up, like. Yeah. Through, like i don't know it was it was pretty rough so i ended up pulling off and um yeah i i mean <laughs> i didn't want to it was just pretty yeah. impossible to even like think straight about riding a track like that the track was insane at red bud yeah it, honestly it, it looks super gnarly and it, like i i would assume that would take a lot out of you i've done it before i race off-road and it takes me a couple miles on the trail to just get back going um so definitely yeah. under, understandable man um but Dude, Southwick for you was awesome. Um, 14, 17, you're running up uh, t- 
near the top 10 for most of the motos on both of them. Are you just loving the sand or just starting to get that speed and consist- consistency back? Um, I think I'm just starting to believe in myself a little bit more. Like, I've struggled that, like, with that in the past. And honestly, like, I believe I'm straight up a top 10 guy. Mm-hmm. Like, in my head, I know that. And, like, in my riding ability, I know that. But it's like putting all the pieces together to actually put in a 30 plus two in the top 10 because there is so many gnarly guys. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It's, it's, I mean, any, if you ask anybody, they know it's tough and they all say the same thing. Like we're racing some pretty gnarly guys every day or every weekend. So I don't know. It's tough regardless, but I definitely, uh, South Oak was good for me. I really liked the sand. Um, it was probably the, one of the more rougher races I would say this year. But uh, I don't know. I just felt good at Southwick. So I'm excited for Millville now and uh, hopefully land in the top 10 and run up there again with the big dogs. Yeah, like, like you said, uh, it's tough. there's a lot of fast dudes out there. It's tough to ride in the top 10, especially for a full-blown privateer. You know, um, there's I don't, I don't know the exact number. There's probably, what, 14 or 15 factory bikes out there. Yeah, I believe so. And there's, like, uh, there's going to be more guys coming back here pretty soon. So the top 20 is going to be pretty much all factory guys again. So, uh, talk, yeah. about, talk about your program a little bit. Are you obviously privateer, but is it full-blown? Are you driving in the races, living out of a truck, or what's the deal? Yeah, I mean, I'm just uh, pinned out of my van. Um, I, like, I know a lot of people on the East Coast. So um, wherever I go, like, I do have places to stay. So, but uh, I'm going to the races, like, by myself, um, like, out of my van. So, I mean, I'm full-blown privateer, for sure. How tough is it to, obviously, um, do your training during the week when you're stuff to get from round to round and, you know, eating right, doing your training, getting a good night's sleep? How tough is that? Um, Honestly, (laughs) pretty impossible Mm -hmm. to do it, like, right. Um it takes a lot out of me just even like going race to race. Like I'm, I'm going to be honest. Most, most weeks I don't train. I hardly even ride. So it's kind of been a tough little go at it with outdoors. It's different than supercross. Like outdoors definitely takes more out of the body. I think Yeah. than supercross and outdoors is way harder on the bike. So you have to like stay on top of that. And I mean, obviously, I eat right when I can and stuff like that. But sometimes it's hard not to get just something quick and easy. But yeah, yeah. So you say it's hard on the bike, obviously, especially two fifty F, probably more than a four fifty, just because you're wide open the whole time. Um, are you wrenching on the bike yourself, or do you have someone with you to help you work on the bikes, or is it just just you? No, it's just me. I do it all myself. Oh man, that's that's so nice. That's like the true grit of the sport. You know, you're like the backbone, yeah. Jerry. <laughs> Yeah, I know, like, like all the Supercross and then uh, the up until WW Ranch, like, I didn't have people come with me. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of it – was, it was honestly really difficult, especially in outdoors, like, washing bikes in between motos, wrench on, wrench, wrenching on it and filling it up with gas and then still trying to cool down before the second moto. You only get about an hour. Yeah. So it's not very much time. But um, at Millville, I'm going to have my brother help me out. So that'll help out a lot for sure. Yeah, kind of a home – or I guess it is a home race for you. Uh, how many laps have you spun out there at, at Spring Creek? Um, I haven't rode there since 
uh, the last national last year. So honestly, I rarely ever ride there. I got you. Does it help but, like, just I mean, being in your home state, maybe a little more relaxed? Um, like you said, you have some family and stuff out there. Does that help at all? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've ridden over a lot growing up. I definitely rode it a lot more on like minis and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, the track doesn't really change much. It's kind of basic. I guess I could probably go there and hit everything for a slap. But um, I think it would help honestly to ride press day or something like that because yeah. they always prep it a lot different for the pro week than a, than a regular weekend i got you um talking about a little bit of supercross here had a pretty consistent season you're in the mains um so honestly first this year versus last year um huge improvements with consistency jerry i mean obviously your speed has always been there but um we saw some crashes last year saw some bad local bike malfunctions uh what did you change coming into this year to you know help those results and be in the main events more and be in the top 20 outdoors more? Um, honestly, it was kind of just like, you know, after what happened last year and having some crashes and bike issues, and I just worked all year mm-hmm. to be able to, like, use the companies that I wanted to use and do it all on my own and do it right and what I felt like would be the right, like, avenues for me. Yeah. Like, for motors and suspension, I chose race tech. And, like, my bikes probably don't light the world on fire, but I haven't had one bike issue mm-hmm. yet this year. So I can't really complain, you know? So yeah. um, it's just little things like that that, like, over time helped me build confidence, I guess, in, like, my program and my bike. And, you know, it's it's going to be there every week and weekend. So that was kind of the main reason why I chose the companies I did work with this year. And... I knew once KTM updated their transmission, it would be a really good bike. Okay. So, and then they updated that because I know last year or the year before they were having transmission issues in Supercross. So they updated that, and that's kind of why I went with KTM this year. Okay. Yeah, that was that was my next question. I'm a KTM guy. I have a 350. Uh, so I was going to ask uh, why the switch from Honda to Orange, but kind of answered yeah, there. Yeah. Um, I've always like really liked steel frames, and I actually like them a lot more than aluminum. I feel like you just get a lot more feel. But um, I don't know. It was just like it felt right. Like I felt like I needed a lot of change to kind of bring the fun back, I guess. And I rode my buddy's KTM before I bought one, and I absolutely loved it. I was like, man, I need to, <laughs> I need to spend the extra money and get a KTM. So I don't know. I love them. Like, honestly, they're a great bike. I haven't had one issue with them at all. So, yeah, it's funny. I love them. It's funny. So, I've always, I've always had KTMs. I had 300 uh, last year, two stroke. I was here race off road and it, I had a flat. So, I hopped on my buddy's 250F. Haven't ridden two, I'm a bigger guy. I haven't ridden a 250F in I don't know how long. And I was amazed on how fast they were stock and how, you know, how good the bike handled and how good the bikes are just starting off. Oh, I know. Like <clears throat> the stock bike is so good. I was I was impressed by it too when I bought it. <laughs> like I couldn't believe how good a stock 250 was. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Um. Hey, while we're on the topic of Supercross, obviously the schedule just came out. Um, what are your thoughts on it? Um. <laughs> honestly, for a privateer, it looked very difficult, yeah. especially for like a 450 guy. Um, 250 might be a little bit easier, in a way. Um, I don't know. Have they determined which, 
like is St. Louis east or west? I I heard it's gonna be west. I don't think it's like official or anything, but I've heard it's gonna be west, um, which makes sense because okay. I feel like they wouldn't want to start the east so early because of the injuries and stuff. But man, yeah. that, that's I mean, a, it's just weird because St. Louis has always been east. Yeah, it's a that's a long drive, but I heard Jerry that um, I guess they have that big indoor like sprint car race in the stadium. Uh huh. So I think maybe Feld got the dirt super cheap or something because the dirt's gonna be left over. Um, oh, that's yeah. That's the only that's the only thing that makes sense yeah. because St. Louis has always been like a march round. Yeah. So. Yeah, I don't know. That's that's weird. Yeah, it's gonna I be. I mean, I guess a long it'll drive. work out. <laughs> That's a long drive to go SoCal, St. Louis, and then back to SoCal. Yeah, honestly, like, I would probably skip that round if I was doing it, like, as a practice here next year on West. Uh, For me, I would skip it, but that's just me. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if if the turnouts there are are a lot lower uh, than usual. Yeah, yeah, I think it'll be pretty weak for, like, the privateer side. What, uh, What do you think about Salt Lake being the final instead of Vegas? Um, I think it's kind of weird. I mean, I'm sure Fell just got a lot of money from the state of Utah or whatever to be the finale. But um, I think it's a little weird that Vegas wouldn't be the finale because it's been that way for years. Yeah. But I don't know. Maybe it'll be a good change. Maybe not. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, I know. One thing I'm worried about is that it's an open stadium, correct? Yeah. And, I mean, Salt Lake City does get snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've seen snow there so. before. Uh, a couple years yeah. ago, and then even Denver this year, you know, and for it to be the yeah. final and it's snow, that's that's kind of sketchy. Yes, and I mean Denver, it's I mean that time of year, you never know what mm-hmm. kind of day you get if it's snow twenty inches, you never know. Exactly, exactly. So, I mean, we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, maybe it'll all work out. Um, let's take <laughs> take it way 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 back here, Jerry. Talk some amateurs, obviously. I know the first time I heard about you and probably the first time a lot of people heard about you was 2013, crushing it at the regionals on a 1985 CR250. Um, I always thought that was cool because I had an 85 CR500 at the time. So that was super cool. Um, but what's the story behind that? Um, well, it just came down to like when I started riding big bikes. Um, my dad had that 1985 CR250. And, you know, from 85s to big bikes, it's a big jump. But um, I did have a 125, and the transmission broke. So my dad was like, well, just you know, race the CR for the time being and yeah. make it to the red is on that. And that's what I did, and it blew up from there. And I mean, we didn't have enough money to fix the 125 at the time, so we just, like, that's what I did. I just yeah. rode the 1985, and I rode it all the time. Like, it wasn't anything new to me. I actually, I rode that thing when I was, like, 10 years old. So, I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. I've, I've ridden it a lot, and it just it blew up <laughs> after regionals. Because I did well on it. Like, yeah. I won a 250B mod moto on it in, at regionals. So, um, yeah, I don't know. And then I ended up ninth overall in 250B mod on it. So, that was pretty legit. Not bad. Yeah, I was. I rewatched the video today, and I I heard you say, like, oh, yeah, I, was, I passed Osby. and like what were the other guys reactions? Cause like obviously you're passing a lot of fast dudes out there on probably good equipment. Uh, maybe even some factory supported equipment. What were the other riders reactions? I mean, honestly, when I, uh, I showed up to open practice and riding it, the kids are like laughing at me saying mm-hmm. like, was this some kind of joke or like, what, like what's going on? And then, um, 
yeah, I mean, I, I can't remember what I ended up overall on it. I think six at regionals. Like, a, mm-hmm. I don't know. I had a bad third moto or something. I got tangled up in, like, a third-turn crash. But um, I was in contention to win B-class at yeah. regionals. So, against Ozzy, there was a couple other fast dudes there that year. But, um, yeah, I don't know. A lot of people thought it was kind of a joke until I actually just raced it. And then um, I know quite a few dads were pissed off. But, it's, I mean, I'm sure that's pretty normal yeah. that situation. Yeah, def- <laughs> I would definitely say so. Um, and then at Loretta's, you ended up winning the two-stroke title that year. But didn't you, you race on a different bike, or right? But yeah, so the first lap at Loretta's, the crank bearing seized in the motor on the 1985. Mm-hmm. My original plan was racing both classes. And then that happened. And actually, we didn't even, like, we didn't have a spare motor. Like, we didn't have the parts to fix it. Mm-hmm. So my dad tore apart two motors, took a bearing out, and the crank and everything, and put it in the race motor that Chad Watts built. So um, we didn't think it would make it through six motos, so we just raced it in the 250 mod class. Okay. And um, thankfully, like, um, Tim Cotter and all those guys at MX Sports let me swap to the 2007 uh, CR250 that um, South of the Border brought for me. So it all worked. Um, And that bike was really good, that 07. And uh, it actually made it pretty, like, easy to win that two-stroke class. That thing was a rocket to do so fast. So, I don't know. it It was a good year, honestly. Yeah, I'd say so. And didn't you end up getting some support or maybe bikes from Geico after that? Yeah, Jeff from Geico hooked me up with um, some practice bikes and, um, like, full mod race bike. And I went out to California and tested with them and stuff like that. So it was legit. I mean, I still talk to Jeff all the time now. So, um, yeah, things are going well. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, Ended up winning another title in 2016, uh, 250 AB All-Stars. But then, kind of a different, uh, different way. You went GNCC racing. Uh, talk about that a little bit. Um, well, honestly, I was just kind of at like a loss with everything, and I always enjoyed woods racing. I actually started off like woods racing first. Like that's my uncle and my dad and all that. Like we always started when we started. It was in trail riding. Okay. So um, I've always like had a woods background. And I thought I'd give it a shot. And right before the season opener, I crashed really, really bad. And um, I broke my L4 and 5 vertebrae. And I don't know. I didn't, like, it didn't feel that severe at all. And I kept going to doctors and, like, it felt fine. And then I'd ride. And then it would get worse and better. I don't know. It was just like a constant like <laughs> up and down yeah. with my back for a while. And then um after that, like the GNCC deal, like I kinda like walked away from that. Like after I, I hit that tree. <laughs> and it yeah. kinda it didn't like scare me. But I was like, man, maybe this isn't like the right mm-hmm. avenue for me to go. Yeah, I'm and like... I'm, go ahead, sorry. Uh just honestly in general, like I was kinda at a loss of riding. Like I didn't really have that much fun with it, and I kind of just, like, kept doing it just to mm-hmm. do it, almost. 
and for a while there it was just like a big like mental struggle yeah and it's nice to finally get over that mm -hmm. yeah my uh my buddy actually got like your fill and ride for the florida round um I remember, oh really yeah okay. garrett emiston uh yeah he's from yeah. down here in florida so oh yeah, okay yeah i remember when that it was weird because i remember seeing that i was like oh um i think it was maybe you post a video or something it's like oh, i'm going jeans to see racing i was like oh that's that's different i thought he'd be out there in supercross but definitely cool to see that um i had heath harrison on here a couple weeks ago and he was saying it was it was hard transitioning to gncc it's a lot tougher than uh, most people think oh dude gncc is gnarly mm -hmm. <laughs> i mean it may honestly like i think gncc is probably the hardest like racing lines for like their bikes i mean it's pretty gnarly i think but that's just my opinion yeah i think uh i think um people started realizing that a little more when Caleb came out last year and did so well at Unadilla, at least in one mode before yeah. I crashed out. I think people started like, okay, maybe these guys are actually kind of pretty legit. Oh yeah. Caleb is so fast on my track. So yeah. fast. That is very fast. Yeah. So, I mean, even Stu Baylor, like Josh Toth, they're all good moto guys. And, uh, I mean, I'm sure to them, a moto track is a breeze <laughs> compared to what they ride. Yeah, so. exactly. Uh, so, uh, you know, talking about the season going forward, um, where do you want to be at the end of the season and what are you going to be happy with, uh, results wise moving forward? Um, top 10, honestly, like even with the 16th, I was actually pretty bummed. Like I had a good mono going and I caught this lapper and it was on the last lap. I don't know if he thought like i was passing him for yeah. position because I, I am a privateer and have a three digit and he was he was like racing me mm -hmm. and i, I it kind of like flushed me a little bit and i ended up going down and um like right in front of the mechanics area going into that left hand turn and then oldenburg got me on the last lap and i was just like man this is, yeah. this is a bummer so even with the 16th i was not happy at all because I, I kind of blew a good top 10 ride. I felt like I was capable of that, that moto. And I kind of started getting a little tight in a way and making a little mistake here and there. And guys just slowly picked me off one by one. But um, it's good to get the experience. And I think by the end of the season, <clears throat> I want to finish 10th or better. And I, I feel like my riding ability and fitness is there to do that. So that's my goal by the end of the season. Yeah, I mean, your dude, your speed's definitely there. Um, I was at WW watching your practice, uh, and obviously look just as fast as anyone else. And I think we've seen that in the past with your results. So I definitely think you can do that. Um, another thing I meant to ask you, actually, right when you turned pro, we saw you on that blue buffalo Slater skins with the the weird plastics. Uh, what was it like to ride those bikes? And uh, any cool stories from that team? Because I've heard uh, they had their ups and downs. Um. Yeah. I mean. I feel like every team has their ups and yeah. downs, especially when it's not factory. So, I mean, when it's like privately funded or they just have like a big title sponsor, it's kind of like, I mean, eventually something's going to get disorganized. Mm -hmm. And I definitely don't want to say anything bad. Like those guys definitely helped me out a lot and have my foot in the door with pro racing. Yeah. So I can't take anything away from that. And um, honestly, like, it was a good setup. Like it was a good starter setup. Like the, the plastics weren't really that bad. Like, I mean, it, honestly, the handguard thing, I kind of liked it outdoors. 
because it blocked a lot yeah. of roots. That's true. But um, sometimes with like the skins on the side, it was hard to like squeeze the bike because mm-hmm. it was kind of slippery. So we'd always have to put in like a lot of grip tape. <laughs> I gotcha. So besides that, honestly, I didn't even notice the plastic thing. Okay. But yeah, I always wondered yeah, the, how it would be to ride one of those. Yeah, I mean, it was the bikes were fast. I mean, Chad Sander can yeah. definitely build a fast bike. I was gonna say so, that I know he was building them. I know I know those things rip. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he, I mean, he can build a one heck of a motor. So, um, I don't know. I don't really have anything bad to say. Yeah. Like, it was just kind of some people like we get irritated or whatever, and then some things would get disorganized, and then it would just like there, there was really bad communication in the team, and sometimes, mm-hmm. and that's about it. I think that's kind of where things went wrong. Is that? Nah, we didn't talk enough amongst each other yeah. and, to figure things out. And like you said, Jerry, like I wasn't trying to get you to talk bad on them or anything, but like you said, um, it's a privateer effort. It's not. It's privately funded. They're just trying to help you out to go racing. Obviously, like you said, it was a jump start in your pro career. First team, you were with them. Um, but yeah, like it's it's got to be so hard for any of these teams um, that aren't like factory funded just to get all the financing right, make sure the bikes are right, make sure the riders doing good. Like it's a. I feel like it's a lot going on. <clears throat> Oh, yeah, and everybody's kind of stressed out all the time. Like, I mean, I heard it's, it was kind of the same way with traders sometimes yeah. or w- whichever team is in, it, like, AJE. Like, I, I feel like any team that isn't factory back fully and is getting money like that is kind of disorganized and stressful mm-hmm. sometimes. So, and that's normal. I mean, it's motorsports, and everybody wants to do good. And yeah. I don't know. It's just part of the game. Yep. Yeah, I'd definitely say so. Um before we let you go here, Jerry, we had some questions people sent us via Instagram. So if you don't mind, we'll run, run through those real quick. Uh, Moto KC22 wants to know, uh, what's your favorite track in Minnesota other than Millville? Um, my favorite private track is probably Miller's. It's in Isani. It's a gnarly rough sand track. It's like... I don't know. I, I love sand. Mm-hmm. So, and it's like really good for training. A lot of people hate it just because it is so gnarly. But um, my favorite public track, let's see. I'd say probably, I really, I've always really liked Little Falls. Little Falls is fun. It's like a really local track and it's always gotten rough and the owner's always done a really good job with it. So I'd say that those two are my probably mm-hmm. favorite private and public tracks. Are, uh, I've never been in Minnesota, but are most of the tracks up there like that sandy kind of like Millville uh, dirt? Yeah, actually, Millville is kind of the least sandiest really? track, surprisingly, because it's down south. Mm-hmm. And like the, we have the sand whoops and stuff, but besides the whoops, the track's actually like pretty hard. I got you. And like they got to rip it deep mm-hmm. to get ruts. So, but yeah, most most of the tracks here are sandy. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm Florida, so that's all we have. So it's cool yeah. to see. I know, like, Michigan's like that, too, where it's pretty much all sand. So it's cool to yeah. see other parts like that. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Mike Fowler wants to know, what does the third row family mean to you? <laughs> oh, God. The third row family. That's funny. Man, I haven't I haven't seen a lot of those guys in so long. It, I mean, third row comes from back in, man, I, is it 14 or 15? I can't remember which year. In uh, at South of the Border Training Facility, and it was like all, it's like the third row 
set of hotels at south of the border for the okay. for the kids that ride and we had like a big group that would <laughs> we would always hang out and stuff like that so it was always a good time and uh man i missed that place so it was a good group of guys out here i um so I bought my truck in D.C. last year and drove it down to Florida, and I stopped. I made sure to stop at South of the Border, man. That is a pretty crazy-looking place, and the fact oh, that yeah. there's just a, so mo- a motocross track out back is so random, but yet so cool at the same time. Oh, yeah. It's, like, it's so legit. I mean, there's arena cross track, super cross yeah. track, a back track, front track, and, like, they have, like, an amateur, like, 85, 65 super cross track now. Yeah, dude, the jumps so, the jumps are pr- look pretty big too when I was driving through. Yeah, oh yeah, they do a really good job for like the amount of land they have. Mm-hmm. It's it's really legit. That place is sweet. Gotcha. Uh, last one, Jeremy Self. Um, how is Race Tech suspension, and are you running the Spring or Air Fork? Uh, I'm running the OEM Air. Um, Race Tech wanted like they recommended me converting to Spring. And I never did just because I, I do like air and supercross because it's like more rigid yeah. and it holds up better and you don't bottom out. And honestly, going into outdoors, the first setup they made me with air, I really liked. And I haven't changed one thing since my original outdoor setup. Like, I haven't even set my set. Okay. So, like, race tech, I always nails it on the head. It seems like I love it. So. Awesome, man. Yeah, I've heard, a, I've heard a lot of good things about those guys, so really no complaints. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I recommend, like, any privateer or any, like, fast amateur to use it. Like, I, I've used pretty much every brand. I'd say Race Tech is the most solid all around. All right, Jerry, uh, thank you so much for coming on, and uh, who do you want to thank for helping you get out there? Uh, I definitely want to thank Corey. Uh, at FCC Motorsports for, I mean, just helping me with week in, week out with entry fees and stuff like that. Uh, Tom at Ten Nation. I mean, without those two guys, I I definitely wouldn't be racing. Um, ODI Grips, Vortex Chain Sprockets, South of the Border Chain Facility, FXR 60, 100%, MGX Graphics, uh, Cherubies, FMF, Dunlop, Race Tech, Bollock Audio, Traction Seat Covers, um, X Pro, uh, they gave me some really sick foot pegs this year, and uh, Motorex, EVS, Larson Cycle, Works Connection, and Pure Canna CBD oil. So, without those guys, I definitely wouldn't be racing this year. Awesome, man, and uh, good luck at Millville after this break, and uh, you enjoy the rest of your night. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. You too. Yep. See you. Yep. What's up, guys? We've got some exciting news as our sponsor, Blood Lubricants, continues to push the bar with high-quality products. In addition to their already outstanding racing oil, they've added fork and shock fluid, gear oil, chain lube, kick-ass degreaser, detailer, and pre-race spray. Whether you have a UTV, Harley, ATV, or dirt bike, Blood Lubricants has you covered. They're offering sponsorship opportunities from the amateur level to the pro level, and they're already sponsoring top privateers like Tyler Bowers, Henry Miller, and Bubba Polly. Racing is in their blood, but that's not all. They want to hook you guys up as well. Head on over to bloodlubricants.com. That's B-L-U-D lubricants.com, and use promo code WHISKEY for 25% off your order. Don't need, No need to rewind it. I'll say it again. 25% off your order with promo code WHISKEY. 
at bloodlubricants.com. Jeff Green, hooking you guys up. High-quality stuff. Check it out. Back to the show. All right. On the line with me right now is a privateer out of Florida. It's Tristan Lane. What's up, man? How's it going? Man, it's going good. How are you? I'm doing good. Uh, ready to get this interview um, interview going. I had to get you on, man, because you just crushed it up in Canada. Yeah, I appreciate that. It, it did go pretty good for me. Um, I have had quite a bit of response from that weekend. I, I think it. Uh, I don't think people expected me to do what I did. Not saying that I like killed it, but I feel like I did pretty well considering the circumstances. So. Yeah, I mean, if you when you look at like the the guys that finish in front of you, like it's all guys that really contend for race wins up there and um not saying you don't have the speed or anything but you know how hard it is to just jump in a different series at a, a random point you know no definitely yeah it was it was like a, a big learning curve because you know i had a lot of people there like oh you'll you'll like it just because it's you know you like the sand or whatever being from florida and and it's funny like i thought that too but it's a completely different animal over there man like the the schedule is different um, the racing is different. Uh, just the whole, it's, the whole nine is completely opposite of the U S I feel like, but, um, it was still really fun, such a good learning experience. And I mean, the top five guys are really gnarly there. So yeah, it was really good racing. Yeah. Uh, talk about the track a little bit, because I've heard from multiple people that it was like super gnarly. Um, we were talking about it earlier. It's uh, pretty endless sand. It seems like. Yeah, I mean, like, I okay, so I had a lot of people that were really interested to know my opinion on the track versus Southwick, I guess, because they, like, the Canadians there, like, take pride in saying that, like, Gopher Dunes is, like, the roughest track, you know, they have on the circuit. So, um, after racing it, I have to agree, it is quite a bit rougher than Southwick, I think. Uh, just different, though. It's, it's not like Southwick isn't rough, but the way it forms at Gopher Dunes, um, there's no base to the dirt, you know, it's, like, bottomless, sort of. So I was talking to Michael Lessey and a couple other guys that um, I'm friends with that were, you know, have raced in the past. They just said, like, expect it to be probably the most bumpy track you've ever rode, and it, it won't let you breathe any. You know, you kind of never can take a break. So, yeah, it was definitely a different animal, but it took sand to a new level for me. <laughs> yeah, it, it seems that way. Like, I, I remember talking to you after Florida, um, and obviously I was always curious uh, how, like, WW was against Southwick. Um kind of same thing it's it's all sand but it's all so different in the way it forms and the way it gets rough um so it sounds like go for dunes go for dunes kind of the same way yeah definitely um ww they started as a sand track and then over the years junior has added so much clay to it that it's almost become like an intermediate type dirt but uh you know it obviously gets soft as well but you know you got go for dunes it just it, it would just keep going deeper and deeper and by that second moto i just couldn't believe how mm -hmm. rough it had gotten it pretty brutal what's uh what's like the daily schedule up there in canada is it kind of similar to 15 minute sessions and then your two motos or how how is it there yeah so talking to people um they said that they're trying to kind of copy the u.s format a mm -hmm. little bit so i could tell it definitely had some similarities um it started around the same time riders meeting was almost identical time as the u.s and then i, I want to say they do a group b and a group a practice just like the states as well and I think the first one, yeah, was timed. It was like, you know, 10 minutes, five minutes of free practice, and then uh, another five of uh, timed or whatever. So something like that. But it was pretty similar, yeah. How was, um, how was like, the vibe there? I always hear it's uh, a little more laid back. I think maybe the riders are a little more friendly towards each other. Uh, did you kind of feel that way? 
so that was the, the, the awesome, most awesome part about the whole experience for me was that it's so true. I've heard the, the same thing, and it was really true. Everyone was so nice there and very welcoming, and, and the, the riders are very friendly, you know, like on the gate, just kind of like shooting the crap with everyone. Like everyone's really mm-hmm. laid back, and um, the whole vibe there is different. In the States, it's very – like everyone has their little clicks, you know, and yeah. you're not really going to talk to a top guy, but they're like – they just kind of mess around. I think they're all there for the the same reason, you know, just love the love of dirt bikes, really. So um, even, you know, whether you're a privateer, whether you're in the back or in the front of the pack, it didn't really matter. They were really friendly, and um, the owners of the track as well, they, they were very uh, welcoming to, to anyone that came to that series, and it was a really good experience. So, yeah, anyone that is looking to go to Canada, I, I think they'd enjoy it. Uh, good Good crowd turnout and all that? Yeah, it, it did turned out pretty good. But keep in mind, I'm coming from Redbud, which yeah. is like that was like the craziest race I've been to with you know the most mm-hmm. the most people I've ever seen. But um, you know, I wouldn't say it's on that level, but it was still. I mean, a really good turnout, and and they're more like they're real diehards over there. Like even after some of my motos, um, they were definitely like they wanted to see the Canadians do mm-hmm. well for sure. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, hey, Alessi, Nicoletti, and then you and uh, or first, second, then you and six. So a good showing from the Americans there. Uh, and it seemed like a a couple other guys that race the nationals went there. I guess it wasn't too far from Redbud, huh? Yeah, not too bad. I, I thought it was actually a little closer than it ended up being. Um, so I think total it was like a six or seven hour drive, which really is not bad at all. But mm. I heard it was even closer. But you know, going through the border and stuff, it we got held up quite a bit, and they wanted to search through all of our our, our camper oh. and stuff and. You know, they didn't understand that we were just there for a dirt bike race, but, you know, it wasn't too bad. And uh, what was, was it just, hey, let's go race Canada? What was, like, your decision, obviously, off weekend um, down here for the Nationals, but was it just, hey, let's go race in Canada and see how it is? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, I kind of had a plan from the beginning. I wanted to do, I wanted to do at least, like, four U.S. Nationals this year and just try and, you know, knock out, like, a new one. Mm -hmm. So my new one I did was High Point this year. I'd never been there. And then uh, we did Jacksonville and then went to Southwick and then did Redbud. And when you're all the way north, um, I just assumed, I'm like, you know, why not just keep racing and yeah. kind of what I can do over there? I've always kind of been interested in, in doing a Canadian national. So making the trek over to Gopher Dunes just sort of made sense. And, yeah, I'm really glad I did it. Awesome, man. Well, hey, let's uh, talk a little bit about the four nationals you've done this year. Um, we started at High Point, obviously, in that East Coast swing. Are you, are you happy the way it's gone? Um, obviously, you scored your first ever points at Southwick. So you have to be stoked on that, but all the other rounds, you are you happy the way it's gone, or were you expecting a little more out of yourself? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like an up and down thing for me. Like I was, I was happy to an extent. Like I kind of had a few goals coming into the season, and my biggest goals really just wanted to score some points and you know qualify for all the rounds, score some points, and just uh, learn some new tracks and just kind of mm-hmm. get get to be a more of a familiar face out there in the circuit. But um, high point was sort of. It was just so new to me. I'd never been there before. And, you know, being a Florida guy, going to the exact opposite of Florida, yeah. right? Like hills and hard packed and big ruts. Like it was the exact opposite of what I'm used to. But I feel like considering the circumstances, I, you know, I overcame a lot of adversity there. But um, obviously Jacksonville and Southwick, I feel like I, I rode a lot better than my results show. Like Jacksonville, for example, I mean, I came from like near last in both motos. So that was one of those races where, it's like the one that got away. Like I should have easily been scoring points. And I think every race I did, to be honest with you, I just, my starts have been really, really rough. So, um, yeah, I mean, happy with Southwick for sure. That second motor would get 15th. I mean, I, I definitely passed some good guys and 
I think I definitely show that, like, with a decent start, I mean, I can do pretty good. I just have to get off the gate. It's funny uh, you mentioned that about High Point because um, I had the exact same thoughts about the hills when I raced Amateur Day there. It was The TV doesn't do it justice, man. Those, it's steep and it's ruddy and some there's uh, breaking bumps and whoops on the downhills. It's High Point's pretty tough, man. It's really technical. It really is. It's, it's, see, you get it. It's like I saw it on TV and I'm, I'm thinking, wow, this is going to be fun. Like, mm-hmm. that looks awesome. And then I remember watching the Amateur Day um the day before and i just could not believe it i'm like i'm actually a little scared to go down that downhill <laughs> so yeah it was pretty intense yeah it seems it's I, I, they say it's not too like physically demanding but i think it's more so mental you know just trying to you know that second moto when it's uh 30 minutes in you're just trying to stay in the rut and not uh you know cross rut and fall over man it's got to be kind of draining yeah no that's so true like i think um, the swing, the East Coast swing was definitely tough this year for outdoors. I think no matter if you're, you know, a privateer like me or if you're Eli Tomac, I think it was really hard on everybody because, you know, I went to High Point and the weather was perfect, right? It was like 70, 70 degrees, like really nice. The track was awesome. And yeah, you're not really getting a physically demanding track as much. I mean, it's not smooth by any means. It was super rough, but just not like the sands of Southwick or, you know, Redbud where it's real deep or anything. But then we had Jacksonville, which was so hot, you know, and that mm-hmm. took a lot of, I mean, as you saw with Sexton and a couple of the other guys, like it really messed up a few riders, I think. And then you go from Jacksonville to Southwick and Southwick was also hot and humid. And then right back to Redbud, which was another hot weekend. And I mean, I think a lot of the guys, uh, their tank was on E, including yeah. myself. Uh, talking about Jacksonville, uh, don't want to, don't mean to bring it up, but man, is it heartbreaking for you? You've never scored a national point before going into WW Ranch, and then 21st in that second moto. Is that heartbreaking, or is it kind of like, okay, I can do this. I'm just one spot off now. Or how did you feel after that? No, totally. I was pissed. Uh, <laughs> it was, it's just like one of those things where you, you know, I hate to say it, but at 21st, you, it's kind of it's, it's pointless. Like it yeah. really means if you're not getting points, but Obviously, for me, my goal is just to get the experience and the racing under my belt. But at the end of the day, it's like I'm getting to that point where, um, you know, a 21st, I used to be super excited with a low 20s finish. Yeah. But now, like, I expect a little more for myself. So, um, yeah, I, it was a bummer because, I, like I said, if I would have just gotten off the gate even mid-pack, I think I would have been well into scoring points. But uh, it's just how it goes. And I think it, it taught me a lot, believe it or not, because – you know, that race was super hot, and I had, I'm sure you, I think you saw my hands after mm-hmm. that race. I was pretty much riding with one hand, so it was, it was pretty brutal. I, I overcame a lot that race, so it was, overall, it was good, but yeah, I was a little bummed. It probably feels better, though, to get 21st. Like you said, uh, your starts weren't there at WW Ranch, and uh, you kind of worked away from the back to get 21st. That, that's probably better than, you know, running like 17th or 18th and fading a little bit to 21st. It might feel a little better. Yeah, no, that's a good point, actually. I had a lot of people tell me that, too. Um, I think it's very easy to get, like, a reputation <laughs> when you're racing all the time. Like, if, you, if you're known as one of those guys that, like, fade back in the races, it almost is like a mental game. Like, some of your competitors will start to notice, and it's like a, it's like a mental edge when you know, like, I don't think anyone's going to say that I fade, definitely, because it seems like my second half of the races yeah. tend to be better than my first half for me, which... I don't know if that's a mixture of like my fitness or just that I'm sucking in the beginning of that mm-hmm. moto. I don't know, but um, yeah, I definitely am okay with it because uh, you can you can make a lot of passes at the end of these races, 
uh, the track gets so rough and it's amazing how exhausted people get. So uh, hopefully if I can get some, some better starts and maybe work on my speed a little bit more, I think I could do some damage. Yeah, well, dude, so the next weekend, 15th in that second moto at Southwick, um, and people were struggling there because it looks so rough on TV. So I know it was even rougher in person. That had to feel really good, huh? Yeah, it was really, really rewarding for me because, um, you know, the first moto, I, I think it was like 21st I got or 22nd or something. I, I honestly don't remember, but um, it was a pretty good yeah. first. 22nd, yeah. So it, was, it wasn't a bad first moto. Um, and I, to be honest with you, I think I felt really uncomfortable and tight. So I made a few suspension changes, and it felt a lot better for my second moto. And I just remember when, as soon as I got out on the track, like I instantly felt better and you know, you start seeing these big-name factory bikes and stuff, and when you see them, like, in your sight, it's mm -hmm. almost like a carrot dangling in front of you. So I just started, like, reeling off people, and, like, one guy I would pass them, and then I'd kind of motivate me to get the next guy. And, yeah. you know, you have, like, 10 minutes to go, and I'm like, you know, I'll just – I can cry when I finish, but if, if I just, you know, if I just get laid all on the track now, I'll be – I'll have a, a, long, a long drive ahead of me, and I'll feel a lot better about it. So – I just gave it everything I got, and yeah, 15th is pretty respectable. I, I yeah. actually almost had 14th. I was like only a second from, from getting 14th, so it was a pretty good race overall. Yeah, dude. You uh, Well, Plessinger got 16th, so uh, that, you know, when you beat a factory dude, you know you're doing something, right? Yeah, I'll take it, man. I mean, like I said, people notice that stuff. I mm -hmm. had a lot, of, a lot of people reach out to me, and, you know, because sometimes you almost feel like if you're not in the top, top five or ten that no one even notices, but... Uh, believe it or not, I had a lot of people reaching out and, uh, you know, pretty pumped for my results. So feels good. You know, I mean, like I said, if we're talking when you're a privateer, um, it's a lot harder because I mean, I just little things that people don't know. Like I had like a burnt clutch the whole weekend. Right. So I keep having this issue where like in qualifying, I've been frying my clutch mm -hmm. and not I don't normally ride my clutch a lot. Like I've never had those issues in the past, but it just seems like this year with how deep the tracks are and stuff and trying to get a fast time in, I keep. I keep having issues where, like, my clutch will be slipping in my motos or whatever. So, you know, going to the gate, I remember, like, man, I, I don't know how my start's going to be because, mm -hmm. you know, my clutch is creeping a little bit. So um, anytime you're beating a good guy or, you know, guys that get paid lots of money or, you know, have a really good motorcycle, it kind of is rewarding. So, Yeah, I actually heard I, – I can't remember where I heard this from, but I heard that Florida was a little hectic. Uh, they didn't know if you were going to be able to find a clutch or not. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, – so it was pretty crazy. Like basically the, what happened was, is I was trying to order um, some clutches through Recluse and I couldn't get them shipped in time. Right. So uh, I was like, you know, it's okay. I'll just make it last this weekend and it'll be whatever. But uh, I got out there and after my first qualifying, I did press day as well. So I had, I had an extra day on the track than I thought I was going to. And by the end of press day and the end of qualifying and all that stuff, I ended up having some pretty burnt clutch plates and, I went out there and I was like, man, I don't want to, you know, have a rough day just because of a clutch. So we were trying to ask some teams and we asked a Spectre KTM and Husky and anyone, anyone that was on a KTM, right? And they all said no. <laughs> they all were like, no, we're not going to give you a clutch. And, and I was like, I was going to buy it from them, right? Like it wasn't yeah. like I was asking for a handout or anything, but um, they were like, they just denied me. So I was like, well, that sucks. <laughs> and then... I guess somehow or another, I think it was Dan Truman with, uh, with Get mm -hmm. Ignition. Um, he got in touch with his buddy, and, you know, whenever you have some pull in the industry, it's amazing what can happen. So 
like 10 minutes later, I have a clutch in my bike. So it, uh, it worked out pretty good, but they gave me kind of a hard time about it. It was kind of funny. I think you got to thank Martin on that, which I, th- I heard. So the, I think, okay, I think it was Paul Perbinos in the fantasy pot, like the Pulp fantasy podcast talking. They were like, oh yeah, his mechanic is, I bought a bike from him. He gave me a good deal. So we wanted to help him out. I, I'm guessing that's Martin, huh? Yes, that that must have been Martin. So, okay, that makes sense. So I guess Martin Martin knows Dan, I believe. So maybe he got in touch with Dan, mm-hmm. and then Dan as good friends with Paul, obviously. So yeah, I don't, I don't you know somewhere down the grapevine there yeah. it was uh, delivered back to me. But pretty funny. Like this is all this is all crazy stuff that happens that no one ever hears about. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, uh, we talked about it a little earlier. You were talking about it. Um, charging late in these motos. Obviously, you're in shape. I saw that in Florida um working your way at the end of that moto uh what do you do for training what 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 do you i don't want you to give away your secret tristan but you seem (laughs) to be in really good shape but what are you doing for training yeah um you know i've always pride i always pride myself on that because you know as a privateer my biggest issues are always you know financial or Mm -hmm. my bike or you know something to do with suspension or motorcycle but the one thing that costs zero dollars is being in shape right like you can always control that so um, you know, this year I did it a little different. I actually, I signed up for a marathon. Um, I raced, a, you know, ran a marathon and then I've been racing some foot races and a couple of mountain bike races with my dad. And, you know, I've sort of been making, uh, my fitness like a fun thing, like competing to yeah. kind of get in shape here. So it's been a little bit of a different, you know, strategy because in years past, you just pound out your motos and then, you know, go for a bike ride or whatever. But it's amazing when you uh, are competing, how much harder you push. So, I, I think that definitely has helped me a lot this year. And then, you know, being a little bit more strategic with uh, my on-the-bike program, like this year I've really done a lot of motos, and, you know, I've gotten to the point where I think, you know, riding a dirt bike, I just, I've just i put so many hours on my bike this year that it just I think my fitness has definitely just gotten a lot better. But, yeah, it seems to be paying off pretty good. Yeah, I'd uh, definitely say so. You mentioned earlier that you want to do at least four of the Nationals. All right, do we have any plans to do any more? Are we doing Millville or – uh, what are your plans for the rest of the summer? Yeah, I really would love to do Millville. Um, that's one that I've always been trying to get to, but, you know, it's a little bit of a hike, and yeah. unfortunately, here it's not going to work out. I had, so at Gopher Dunes in my second moto, I had an issue with my bike where I couldn't get it to shift. So I actually it was like kind of a bummer because I passed in the fourth in the second moto, and I had passed uh, Colton Fasciati, which I was pretty pumped about. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like five-time Canadian champ. I was all amped up about it, and then, I tried to sprint for like a lap to make a, you know, get a gap on him. And I think it was like the second lap after that, I, I crashed in a corner and I don't know what the heck happened, but it's like, as soon as I got up from my crash, I, you know, I tried to get going again and my bike just wouldn't shift. So I was trying to get it into third gear and um, it just was, my bike was super hot and I don't know what was going on, but uh, I'm going to have to get it. You know, I took it back to Florida and I'm going to try and get it looked at this week and see what's going on. So that's going to kind of mess up my plans a little bit, but I'm hoping to maybe get back on the gate at Bud's Creek um, in August. So that would be probably my next race. I gotcha. Yeah, man. I, I think I'm going to head to that one too. So uh, we'll definitely get a little interview there and stuff like that. It seems kind of like a – I know it's a little hard, more hard pack, but it's still got some sand it seems like. Yeah, definitely. Bud's Creek, um, I went there once prior, and it is just – it has some of the gnarliest off-cambers. Like I remember there was this one off-camber that is like vertical, it feels like, when you're riding. It's crazy, but – um, yeah, the dirt is, is definitely, I think it tends to suit Florida guys pretty good. Like I remember Hampshire, yeah. I think won there last year. And, um, you know, I think a lot of guys do pretty good there from Florida. So 
hopefully that'll, you know, equal a pretty good weekend for me. I know it's going to be pretty hot there uh, in August, so that should, uh, should definitely benefit to us. Yeah, it's funny. It seems like Hampshire and AC both always do really well there. Even like when AC first came on the series, it might even have been his like first race. And I remember him doing pretty well. So that that does make sense. Maybe there is some magic there for Florida guys. Yeah, it seems like it. I mean, if, if you look in like statistically speaking, it does seem like they do pretty good there. So yeah, I don't know what it is about the track. Cause I mean, I don't necessarily think it feels like a Florida track, <laughs> but. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe it has something to do with the heat and uh, and I know the dirt, like you said, it's not entirely hard packed. Like it is definitely a harder packed track, but I think it's got some pretty soft spots too. So um, yeah, hopefully hopefully that tradition will remain true and it'll help me out. <laughs> now uh, I try to check on Instagram before this interview, but it's it's a uh, not really working right now. Do do I vaguely remember you getting your Supercross uh, license and points and all that? Yeah. Yep. I did. So okay. it's it's been. A- good year for me so far i went and got that done and um you know you are you familiar with like the the way it all works like with the futures yeah. you know points and all? yeah so i you know we had to go to i want to say i went to indianapolis and then ended up going to like houston texas and then nashville and then colorado and i uh, got all my points so that was good and um actually i'm going to be able to be able to race monster cup in october so oh. that'll be another race i'll get to do yeah that'd be awesome uh it's a ways away but any plans um we're doing like 250 East. We're gonna try it for next year. Uh, any plans for that? Yeah, that's definitely the plan. Um, I'm gonna. I'm actually kind of in the works with all that right now. Um, so basically, like after this weekend, I've been trying really hard to, to try and talk to some people about maybe getting on, you know, some sort of some sort of team over there to do the rest of the Canadian outdoors because okay. I really enjoy myself. And uh, I had a few people reach out to me, but nothing has materialized yet. So I'll probably just stick to my plan to do, you know, do Bud's Creek maybe, and then uh, get ready for Monster Cup. But as soon as Monster Cup is, is done, that's like in October, right? So yeah. I would say, you know, by October, you know, December, November area, whatever you want to be riding Supercross. And then my goal is to try and do the East Coast. Yeah, that'd be my I mean, it's a long-time dream for me, right, doing Supercross. Mm-hmm. And with Daytona being in my backyard, I feel like that would be a pretty good place to go race, too. So that's the plan so far. Uh, any experience on, like, a, a Supercross track? Obviously, the Futures tracks are uh, a bit tamed down. But are we riding at any of these tracks in Florida that are that have Supercross? Or are we have anything going yet? Yeah. Um, so last year, I think it was last year, I did a boot camp with RJ okay. out of his place. I did his Supercross boot camp with him. So, you know, I've got some time on a Supercross track. Um, a lot of it for me was just getting my bike set up properly because, you know, I was actually pretty good in the whoops. And, you know, the, believe it or not, the triples and all the, the rhythm sections aren't really the hard part. It's mm-hmm. really just the whoops. <laughs> and, uh, you know, once you can, can manhandle the whoop section pretty good, it, you seem to do pretty well in Supercross. But this year I definitely will probably try and get in touch with RJ maybe. And, I mean, there's not a whole lot you can ride as a, as yeah. a Florida right there's not much for supercross unfortunately so i'll probably do that or maybe go to gtf and and try and get some some riding under my belt for sure awesome man well i look forward to seeing you out there in supercross and uh thank you again for coming on before i let you go who do you want to thank for getting you out there yeah definitely well man for sure thank you um it's been awesome getting in touch with you at these races and i appreciate you having me on but uh i definitely like to thank um fxr uh bell helmets scott goggles evs um cd boots recluse um the davis family uh, my mom and dad my girlfriend anyone else i can think of but uh yeah thank everyone for the support 
Awesome, man. Uh, you enjoy the rest of your night, and I uh, hope to see you maybe at some Canadian Nationals at Buzz Creek, wherever, man. But I uh, hope to see you out there soon. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'll see you soon. See ya. Straight caught up in the game. My life won't be the same. Straight caught up in the game. the life that's how i live try to get out tell me how to survive without my crew armani's ferraris casinos hitting jackpots good luck i think not we own the car from block to block city to city all day every day it's like a celebration for the criminal nation hey middle wife and kids that's what i need want to go out like a man try to understand without blood on my hands dear god please save my soul i put the rest on hold not seven i still got time to reach heaven a million reasons to get out choose one there's only one to put the nine millimeter to you don't then you're gone did i do right or wrong tell me i might drop some tears from my eye but you never see me cry champagne spit bombs like crazy insane la to stock town different players caught up in the same game am i right or am i wrong Talking also walk the wrong wall. Only a few support and recognize my ways. On the same boat, try to get a life to stay afloat. Surrounded by similar to equal mentalities. Nobody said my rights were wrong, so don't know what the problem is. So if it exists, I'd rather close my fist than face confrontation in a peaceful moderation. Alternation of lifestyle. Mm. Is that what I seek? I guess I'd rather stay stranded than be floating up the creek. But still, the vicious circle keeps surrounding me. It's the currency, including the ladies that's hoodooed in the drinks of Hennessy. The gods me stuck in the juego. Got to keep my mind stable because I'm playing with fuego. I remember back in school where they be calling me travieso. Nowadays I answer to the name. I feel so still in the game. Am I right or am I wrong? Try to question the big guy living on the hill. Bingo, now I'm trapped in my own dreams. I want out, don't want to live like this, no doubt. Money, money, try to earn it the right way. No, can't do, mister, you're stuck in the damn game. Stay out of- 